Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Two Crones and a Book. So, welcome to Two Crones and a Book. My name is Shell. And I'm Annette. Um, we're two old girls that have known each other for forever, and we're just essentially having a chat about the latest book that we've read. Please note that there will be lots of swearing, that we don't know what we're talking about, and no theme is off the table, so adult discretion is advised. Very advised. <laughs> Hello everyone, this is Shell and Hello. Annette. We're two crones in a book, uh, and this is episode number two. And today we're going to be talking about The Jonah by James Herbert. Uh, Annette has just finished the book, just today. Annette, purge away. Said share <laughs> with everybody exactly what I was greeted with. <laughs> just exactly what is it I did to you? That you <laughs> made me... I, I'm having a flashback to 1995 when my bestest friend, Michelle, <laughs> suggested I watch this really fantastic Julia Roberts movie <laughs> called uh, Something to Talk About. <laughs> All right, then I'll give it a go. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I don't, it even, one... don't even remember what the film was about. <laughs> no, I don't know. It was the worst thing I'd ever seen. And I came back to, came back to you the next day. <laughs> what the fuck was that about? <laughs> and she said... And you had the nerve to turn around and say, I wanted someone else to suffer just as much as I did. <laughs> and you did. You shared my pain. And you, bitch, you've gone and how many years later, you've done it to me again with the fucking joke. In my defence, <laughs> I had no idea what this was about. I found it in a charity shop. I thought, James Herbert, oh, I like him. I like Crinkly Hall. I liked the rats. I liked nobody. He's done some good, good, creepy stuff. But I hadn't heard of Jonah. Now I know what. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be no TV adaptation of this one. Do you know? No. <laughs> I, I have to confer with you that I, I was, I'll say right off the bat, I was seriously, seriously disappointed. I, I thought it was shit for James Herbert. Perhaps it was because the expectations were so high. Do you know what it is? It felt very much like he'd been given so many books to write in a, in a time frame. Yeah. And it it feels like it's like it it was just all filler. Parts of it was research he'd done. Like I read a lot about drugs. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I I'll throw that in this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, is it supernatural? Is it a crime story? Is it about natural disasters? It, I mean, it started off the the opening bit uh, with the the little old toilet attendant. I thought, oh, loved it. Yeah. Very that had me hooked, and that was just the intro. That's where it stopped being good. Yeah, and I kept thinking we've got to get back to that because that first bit I was like, oh, it's gonna, it's gonna be proper. It's gonna be old school, you know. A little bit of suggestion there. Let's see what was bundled up, what the old girl found, a <laughs> toilet attendant, and it just, it never seemed to happen. Yeah. It, I mean, it's not even that it was dated because there's. Oh yeah. I read a lot God. of old, even old to horror. The conclusion. And some of it is dated and is a reflection of its time. And there's a little bit of misogyny in it and and sexism and homophobia. And you can take it with a pinch of salt. It's not obviously acceptable, but you accept that it is a reflection of the time that it was written. 
Um, and you can overlook it if it's a good book. But all I was stuck on on this was the sheer misogyny that was all the way through it. It, it just all the way. Yeah. It, you know, every single step of it. And it just it, it kind of freaked me out because you couldn't there was nothing. You couldn't just put it down to the time because that pretty much was like a massive artery running all the way through the book. It wasn't a sideline. It wasn't a hint. It was, you know, the, the, the female lead in it isn't really a lead. She's a little oh, bit of fluffer. Literally. Um, and she's useless. She's just supposed to be a top copper. And uh, she's all useless. She do is walking around with a massive wide on for this bloke the whole time. Yeah, you know, so declaring her love after what, three days oh in a caravan? Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, and for someone that she supposedly has declared her love for, sorry everyone, this is towards the end of the book, um, but someone that she, she supposedly declared her love for, she is so pathetic and, and weak that she has to lay there and watch him as he's potentially drowning because she's just too exhausted, too tired, I tell you, too tired to raise a fingernail to help the man that she supposedly loves. <laughs> oh, oh God, she's... Awful. They're all the oh women. They're either in this book really hot sex mad nymphos. Yep. Or they are vile creatures. Yeah. That you wouldn't want yeah. anything to do with. Literally, and the mum becomes the embodiment of all vile creatures. But I, yeah, I just it was it was really dated language. I mean, there's a a couple of love scenes in it, oh. and. <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, yeah. When I heard, well, when I, I read no. Love Rod, no. I was like, "This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is absolutely ridiculous." If... I will give James Herbert that for the time that it was written, I don't know if that was when there was a surge in Anne Summers um, in the UK or not, because he did. He was quite open with a gentleman liking to try a vibrator, which was about the only thing in your book you thought, "Yeah, okay, well, that's a little bit open." Um, and it's not even his wife. He was a pig. Yeah, because she wasn't, the bird he was with wasn't really up for it. And he was like, oh, let's go again. <laughs> yeah, so even, yeah, you're oh right. Even God. that Never was detracting. Like, oh. When it's like, why do I have to sit here listening to descriptions of these people's bloody backgrounds before this big event happens? <laughs> oh my God, yeah. forward, forward, forward. Yeah. I mean, yeah. apart from that opening chapter. No. And there, there was, it wasn't horror. It was more like a yeah. perhaps maybe a thriller. When it became horror again, it right was. at the very end, by then I, I was bored. And it didn't matter how good any of the horror was at the end. I just I, I just wasn't there. I was just like, oh, it's this, I've just got to finish it now. I know. I mean, I, it took me, was it chapter 10, before I even got told what a fucking Jonah was. <laughs> <laughs> 10 chapters. Did you not stop and like... Google it? Was you not tempted? Well, no, I thought I'll go in cold with it, you know. I won't do And how did that work for you? <laughs> Fucking rotten, never again. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. The, th the thing is, I, I did check it out afterwards online. I thought maybe, you know, it's just me. And there are people out there who do rate this book. <gasps> yes, I could not believe it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, each to their own. And the thing, the people, they had the nerve. The only thing they moaned about was the was the narrator. He was the best bit of the bloody book. Oh, see, I did the paperback. So I didn't even have the joy of a narrator. <laughs> oh, no, he, he was good. Uh, Damien Lynch was really good. He was the only one that kept me going because if that had been anyone else, I don't think I would have coped. There was sections of it where I started reading every other page. And I don't like to do that. 
but it would just no i am not a skipper it's like i've got this has got to end <laughs> <laughs> what i'm right got, trying to pick out positives i mean if this if this was three different books yeah. They might be okay. <laughs> if I, if it was that, like we said, that little snippet at the beginning, if they'd made that story its own story with those flashbacks, mm. you know, just concentrate on that as a short story. The the crime element, like that first chap, that chapter two, yep. no chapter one, sorry, um, when they're on the stakeout, I actually didn't mind that bit too much. Yeah. Like uh he, he knew the the language that was being used at the time, especially the area it was based in Docklands yep, London. Yep. So and it was very, very familiar from growing up not too far from the East End, hearing the way they were speaking. Yep. So he definitely captured that. And I loved the 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 aspects of this natural disaster that happens at the end with um a, a tidal wave and a flood, which, you know, does get briefly mentioned one happened donkey's years ago elements of that were quite good but again it's like it's three different books in one and none of them mesh but see by that point i i was so uninvested that i couldn't Mm -hmm. work out and i didn't really give it any thought like i should have was that to do with this 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 beastie that had appeared this this horrible monster apparition whatever it was yeah. Or was it just coincidence? No, I think because it had been mentioned earlier on in the 50s, they'd had a massive flood. It's when he goes into the bar and he's looking at the different photos. Oh, right, yeah. It's of that time and the barman explains to him about it. But it's so briefly done, consider the fucking depth he goes into about the create uh, how to create narcotics and the yeah, no. <laughs> I don't need to know I might be interested a bit more in the in the history of the flooding that's going to come later yeah, rather than how to make LSD yeah and and uh, you know <laughs> how you transport it and where does it go and how and this bit and that bit it's like oh my god I did think that it was pretty cool because I didn't know that that's how they um during the war transported German submarines by dragging them underneath other boats I thought that was a snippet that will now yes. stick with me but out of a supernatural supposedly horror book learning war facts after 40 minutes of ranting about shit <laughs> yeah you know like that and, and put out of the whole book for that to be what i walk away with <sighs> oh, isn't ideal and oh. like i said i like james herbert yeah you know that i yeah. crinkly hall was amazing <laughs> you, you know i like the rats i like nobody was really really good but now i understand why this one hadn't come across my, my radar on, and why it was 25p not even a pound in a charity shop I'm currently down here by my feet. I've got a copy of uh, Haunted by James Herbert and I do not think I'll be reading it anytime. But see, that's such a shame because there is really, really good stuff that he's done. Oh, well, yeah, obviously because he's, what, the biggest British horror writer. Yeah. and He's like our Stephen King or something like that. And it? It, some of the stuff that he does, it is so creepy and so bizarre. I mean, the ones that I would recommend are the ones I've, I've already mentioned. So the, the Crinkly Hall is fantastic it's the sort of book that yeah. when you turn off the light and lay down in bed you think "Ooh," you know and it'll, <laughs> it will make you give a do i open my eye and glance around the room or do i not it, it, it's it's that good okay. and nobody is really good as well which is why where a guy can um astral project 
And yeah. he does that and he's out too long and his body dies and now he's left floating around. And that was really good as, as well. So he does do some fantastic stuff. Um, and the rats. I mean, the rats, one of the scariest things about that is it was based on um, his dad run a market stall. Uh, I don't know if it was the borough, uh, but he ran a market stall, a fruit and veg stall. And it was based on his perception of the rats that used to come and try and, and eat all the food on the stall, really. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know. Well, you know, everyone has to have a dud, don't they? At least one in their... Um in their writings unfortunately this is the one you got me to fucking listen to. <laughs> <laughs> i mean when was this it was it was uh 81 81 yeah so it was first published in 81 in the uk yeah i just i i don't know i just didn't like it i was i, I thought i was going to read that first chapter i thought yeah and then by the time it swung back around to being horror again i just you know i wasn't invested enough to care really no, it's it is a crying shame for such a strong opening. But I'm going to be obsessed over that. How good that was at the beginning, and then the rest. Yeah, and I, I mean, even things like um, like I said, back, go back to the misogyny. There's there's this massive storm which you've said in there, and uh, after this massive storms get to an it's basically decimated this whole little town village whatever it is town, yeah. yeah um and to quote it it says a man swam through the debris looking for loved ones wives children and parents now what were the women doing uh, i'm pretty sure well, the women it see it got to the point where even lines like that were winding yeah. me up because i'm pretty sure that the you know the wives and the mothers were not waiting to be saved by a man swimming through debris i'm pretty sure they had the kids by the scruff of their necks and were going for dry land I think the only two two women, no, three women that were mentioned in that whole part, uh, one was, from a man's point of view, his uh, ill wife, um, him sitting her up in a chair and sticking a pillow behind her neck so she can, yeah. Then the other one is that woman that's underneath the perv in the caravan. Oh, the one who wants to try the vibrator out on himself, yeah, and she's yeah. she thinks she's had enough, but he wants to go again. Yeah, yeah, they've been like three times. Yeah. Mm, I did it three times. Like, Do I need to know that? And uh, the other is the old deer in the cinema. I don't even remember the old woman in the cinema. They're watching the house that dripped blood or something like that, and there's just a bunch of teenagers giggling about, and she's just coming down to ruin their good time, stand there with a morpy face on her. I don't, I don't recall that at all. That's what well, I've literally just heard. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it sticks. But yeah, again, they're all useless. And then that ending. Well, so again, I was wound up at, at, at the end. So you've got this big kickoff and she's too weak and exhausted to help him. She She's looking at him as he's struggling to breathe and fighting for his life. And it, mm. it says it, I can't remember what the exact wording were, but it is along the lines of you know, so exhausted and so tired that she just has to lay there and watch. Yeah, let's talk about the the fact is this. Well, the Jonah is is nothing. It just it's another word for jinx, and he thinks he's been a jinx his entire life. Yeah. So that's what it is. That's fucking ten chapters to find that out. <laughs> and, and then in the last fifteen, you find out that when he was abandoned in this toilet cubicle, he wasn't alone. He was left with his uh, twin sister, who is this horribly ravaged disgusting creature who i don't quite understand if she's 
meant to be real or not real? What's made her flesh? How has she survived? How has he not realised she was there the whole time? Yeah. She's caused the death of his father, uh, a girlfriend, other characters throughout. But yet that it... Oh, I took some LSD and then I had a flashback to being a baby. Now I know I had a sister. And it turns out she's this horrible creature. Oh, and then it's like... And then did she she sacrifice herself for him to survive? Or no, she was clawing at the girlfriend because she wanted... I don't know if she wants to get rid of her or something. Well, she possesses her at the but end, doesn't she? I know, but that's the thing. It's all this, like, but it's like, well, I had a sister. Oh, well, let's carry on, love. Yeah, and, and then he's riding off into the <laughs> sunset with what he thinks is his bird, only his bird's now been possessed by the, the, the dude. Well, that's what how I took the, the implication at the end when he, he, he says yeah. that she's looking at everything like it's brand new. Yeah, because her eyes go black like his yeah. sisters did, and these claw marks on his hand. And just, he still happily goes along with it, yeah. though, doesn't he? You know, have you not learned to pay attention, mate, and keep your eyes open? Oh, my God. And that's, a, yeah, if you, you're right. If you go back to, to the woman in the book, the other woman is his ex girlfriend who got thrown out of the window. Yeah. And again, she wasn't just a loving ex girlfriend, she was a bitch who cheated on him. Repeatedly. To it. Yeah. Yeah. Op- Oh, what are we like? There wasn't really any normal, everyday kind of woman. They were all in some way kind of either Uh weak or demonised. Yeah, but yeah, because it was, she said, when it came to why she cheated, it's not about love, it's just I have needs. I need to have sex. Because we're all big hogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just, I was like, oh, it's what I thought of oh, it. Oh, and there was that bit when he was like a teenager and he's in the club and with all these lads, they're in a band together yeah. and the lads leave and there's the girl coming on to him. And all he's obsessed with is like, ah, oh, she's all right, but the nose, bleh. She's got this big nose. And he's like, I do her, but because of the nose. Yeah, yeah they're all very... So the line, the line was, that's the kind of girl who will need to wear mini skirts for the rest of her life to make to compensate for that nose. That's brutal, isn't it? It's fucking horrible. I mean, I know the eighties weren't a, a high place for for equality and and feminism, but I mean, still, I just, I, I know there's just the whole thing, and that's what I repeatedly got hung up on. I, I didn't yeah. even when it was a torture scene and he was having the crap kicked out of him i just wasn't invested at all I, I found myself towards the end thinking you are just boring it really was it was it's like having one of those assholes that just talk at you yeah yeah and you're just like oh fuck off <laughs> and that whole woe is me torture thing now sometimes that works you know sometimes that can be appealing or attractive but for him it was just like oh you're just a s- pathetic Oh, he's just horrible. No redeeming male characters, as far as I'm concerned. No, none. All, all women. There was nothing. Yeah, there was nothing in it really. And and like I said before, that was a really big shame because James Herbert is very, very cool, very good at what he does. Um, no, we're not doing a good job of selling him at the minute. <laughs> no, and that's why I've dipped back in. If, if anybody hasn't yeah. read Herbert, just don't read this one. You yeah, anything but go Crinkly Hall, go Nobody, go The Rats. You know, there's lots of, yeah. of other cool stuff, but yeah, I kind of wish now that I'd, I'd asked you to to read one of those instead. But it was in a charity shop. Thought, oh, one that's not a recommendation. We're both going in blind. I'm not sure that was the right choice. 
I'm both going in blind and it's this. Good God. Um, no, we'll, we probably will revisit Herbert, but it's just give me a while before we do it. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it, it is such a shame. I mean, him as a character, he, he was quite a creepy chap. In a, in a good way. Like, I mean, he owned two chairs that were owned by the famous Satanist uh, Alistair Crowley. Of course he did. Of course he did. And when he had parties <laughs> or even just dinner parties, when people came over, he'd challenge his guests to sit in them. You know, they, these were yeah. presented in such a way. And can you imagine? I'd be like, no. <laughs> I'm not sitting in it. <laughs> Only pop by for tea and biscuits. <laughs> Who made these biscuits? Fucking Satan? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, the other thing that he did that was really cool is he designed most of his own book covers. They're they're pretty. I mean, they, you are talking very classic horror covers here, aren't you? Iconic covers, yeah. They really are. Like that. Oh, what's that book? I've got the Grady Hendrix one. It's something about. Oh, I can't remember the name of it now. But it talks about classic book covers, uh, horror ones. Oh God, yeah, this should. I think it's in there as well. Some of his, because they are just absolutely stunning. They are iconic, like the Stephen King ones. When you see that font, yes, and then you know that's a that's a James Herbert. Yeah, definitely. I remember seeing those rats ones, and like, oh God, that looks creepy. I think there's about three rats. I know there's more than one, but they they were yeah, they were good. I, I'm sh- I must have read them, but it's been that long ago. It must have been like high school or something. And it was Brick Lane. That's where his his dad had his register. Brick Lane. Oh, I thought it was going to be Borough Man. I, I thought it was going to be Borough, but no, it was Brick Lane. Yeah, I, I mean, the only other thing that, that I know about him is that he said um, on his gravestone, the inscription reads, death is but the key. Oh, very nice. I don't know. <laughs> is it something he didn't finish writing? But um, yeah, no, I I I was really disappointed, and it, I've I've really struggled to find anything positive other than that first chapter. If I could pick that first chapter up, it, yeah. I mean, that's how you would sell that first cha- that for that book is you would give someone the first chapter, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah." And that's probably how it ended up getting commissioned. Yeah, and how it ended up in horror because that it was horror. You know, that first chapter uh, it was your classic, creepy public toilets, little old girl who's the toilet attendant. Lovely. Yeah, what well, uh, I. And then it suddenly it wasn't. Well, I thought it was going to be some something religious as well because it was uh, Easter weekend, weren't they? And it was like the Pope coming over. Yeah. So I was like, oh, is it some something like to do with religion and going down that route, supernatural, yeah. religious type deal? I was like, nope, that was just a fact of what happened on that day that year that he remembers happening. So he put it in the book. Yeah, and why would you? You know, he's identified as a Jonah. He goes on these things. Everybody dies on any piece of work. He goes on There's deaths. I think there's a power line or something that goes up in one job that he references. There's a, a fire and another job that he was at a stakeout. You, would you not remove yourself and go and hide somewhere? Would you not go and live in the middle of nowhere? If you believed, like he believes, that everywhere yeah. he goes, would you not just think, no, this is enough, mate. I need to, to go off somewhere. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, you wouldn't be trying to carry on the way you were. And, and then acting so surprised that he got shifted from his um, job base. Yes. By his boss and acting like it's something brand new. Like, why would you do that? But you know. Because everybody's dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a Jonah. 
Yeah. I've never even heard that word before. I, I had. Oh, you had? Yeah, I, I think that was from school. I think it was a, a religious studies. Oh, right, okay. Or something like that. Um, and you've, you know, also Jonah and the Whale. Well, yeah, but it's like, as referred to someone who's a jinx. Yeah. I've, I've never heard it. No, I haven't heard that one. That one flew by me. We didn't miss much. Yeah. <laughs> Bet you wish the book did right. too, did you? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe this is why I shouldn't have been, you know, half on Harbinger in religious studies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, during college. Oh, God. Anyway, I digress. Well, I mean, I'm guessing really this is just a super no from both of us. It is. I the the one only thing I would probably recommend, uh, Damien Lynch. I'm sorry, as much as people didn't rate him on Audible, I thought he was fantastic. If if you've seen him in anything or you wonder where the names come from, he's been in that um, girl Hadji that was oh, on yeah. recently. Yeah, on the BBC. Yeah, he was in that. Yeah, BBC and Netflix, I mm. think. Um, but he he's a working actor. Does loads of voiceover work. So, I mean, do check him out. He, he's Really good with accents, you know, the intonation. I enjoyed him. I thought he was good. It was the only thing that kept me going, so. And how, I mean, it might, we might as well roll into the stats. How long was it? Oh, it was a whopping nine hours and seven minutes unabridged. And I'm guessing that, I was going to say that, I'm guessing that's unabridged. Yeah. And that was released uh, 17th of the 9th, uh, 2013. Uh, from Audible Studios themselves. It's an Audible original uh book uh audio book oh well i mean i did the paperback um it was 253 pages and it was super tiny font i mean oh. seriously tiny font like they were trying to save on paper oh that's gonna that's gonna make that's gonna put you on a bad foot just to begin well with. you're trying to to tear through it especially it's okay when it's something you're enjoying but when you're not you're trying yeah. to work your way through it and you, you're just you're putting the bookmark in thinking you know, I've got to be getting them. And you look at it and you're like, the bookmark's hardly moved. And it just fills you with dread to, to pick it back up. Yeah, I, I it was hard to, to read because it was really tiny font. Um, well, I mean, if, you, if the unabridged version on Audible is nine hours, cramming that into 253 pages of a little paperback, you can imagine how tiny yeah. it was. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I, I didn't rate it at all. It wasn't for me. I no. couldn't overlook the, the dated language. I, I would not recommend this, but I would recommend James Herbert in so many other ways. Definitely Nobody, definitely Crinkly Hall, definitely The Rats. So please don't be put off by the author, Annette. You have to try again. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, this is one that it's, it's – I'm not keeping it. I'm not recommending it. It's going back to the charity yep. shop. Do, do you Done. concur? Absolutely. Uh, like I say, Damien Lynch, great narrator. Do check out his other bits, but yeah, this, yeah, no, this this was a complete dud for me. Two thumbs down, big time. Oh well, we're in agreement. If nothing else, we're in agreement. Well, that's two groans seal of disapproval. I am waiting for the one where we do disagree. Oh, that's me. That might be an extended episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Again, if you've got any recommendations, give us a shout. We'll, Annette will put onto social media um, the book cover, the one that I picked up from the charity shop, just so you can see the kind of stuff that he did, because it is very cool. Mm -hmm. His book art is very cool. 
Um, yeah. And next time we are talking about Hex. Is that right, Annette? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. But yeah, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Let us know if there's anything you'd recommend. Uh, and if you want to read along, please do. But you may not want to read the Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Two Crones and a Book. If you would like to contact the show, you can email us at twocronespodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media for episode content and more. You can find us on Twitter at Two Crones Pod and on Instagram at Two Crones and a Book. Also join our Facebook group at Two Crones and a Book. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the show on your podcast listening app of choice. Take care now and we'll see you next time. Bye.